Hey, Anna, I noticed you have a NASA sticker on your car. Have you noticed that NASA, like, merch is really out there? Yeah, people know that I'm smart. Yeah. And I, I know th- what NASA is. See, that's the I brand. I like science. It's the brand, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I'm happy to buy into it. <laughs> How did this come about? I mean, like, T-shirts, posters, People all love stuff. it, though. I mean, I'm not criticized. I'm just saying, like, this is, like, I walk around, I see people with NASA T-shirts on. Yeah. And, like, and like, who, where did this come from? Where did, is there, like, a, some PR campaign? Is uh, Well, maybe. I mean, it worked on you. It really did. I was like, and it's a cool logo. I like the logo. I know. It is pretty cool. And so, but there's something about it. Mm. There's, like, this this kind of PR campaign with this that yeah. I'm not sure where it's coming from or who it started, but I'm all about it. I think it's great that they're putting it. And you, you answered it just right. Yeah. If you wear a NASA shirt, you're you're smart. Everyone knows you're smart. <laughs> yeah. And in a good way. <laughs> you're smart. I wouldn't put like an FDA sticker on my car. They also designed the logo very artistically and cool at NASA. Yeah. Sorry, FDA. But I don't I don't know your logo, but yeah, I, I don't think know it's what cool. It, yeah, what whatever. But I also, yeah, NASA's, it, it, people love space, man. So you're all about this. You're like, uh, yeah. let's cash in on this a little bit. Somehow. Well, I'm not getting it cash. Uh-huh. They're not like paying me to put the thing on my car. I'm not like a celeb. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it should have been like we make a little a, something for this. I'm gonna have a podcast. Have, have a podcast. You're a minor local podcast <laughs> celebrity. It's... Were, were the were the adjectives really necessary? Well, I just want to qualify. We don't want to give yeah, like give ourselves a big head here on this. <laughs> I think for one of us, it's too late. I know. Uh oh. Just right. kidding. But I think NASA sponsorship of the podcast would be cool <gasps> because we love NASA. NASA is great. They're, I have a sticker on my car to prove it. Where's your sticker? Well, I'm waiting for them to start sponsoring <laughs> the, the podcast. That it I'll would actually them. match your car. I know. In a way. Have you thought about that? Yeah. I'm not wearing my <laughs> space shuttle t-shirt today. I usually have that on for podcast recording. So I'm sorry, NASA. Now uh, they're not going to sponsor us. They had a check. They were writing the check and now they uh, just put void in the middle of it. Mm. We were so close. So close. Oh, well. But also so far. Not sponsored by NASA, Not but f- <laughs> from the studios of Cincinnati Public Radio, I'm Dean Regas, and this is Looking Up. And I'm Anna Heeman, and we both work at the oldest public observatory in the United States, the Cincinnati Observatory. We put on programs, events, classes, and other fun stuff, sharing all about the universe with thousands of people every year. And now we've got this great podcast and get to interview cool people doing exciting things in the world of astronomy and space science. Our guest today is astronomer, public speaker, and artist, Tyler Nordegren. Um, Let's see. Okay, so NASA, I feel like is very artistic. They have a beautiful, cool, swooshy, futuristic logo. Um, they put their stuff on everything. Yeah. I'm into it. There's like leggings and stuff for the national logo. I mean, it's crazy. I know. The legging technology really dis- <laughs> came up too. You could like get nebulas. You could get like Hubble oh, yeah, telescope like, pictures. Like, yeah. Where did, where did that happen? I do like that. Like galaxy. And there's a lot of like space stuff. You know, ga- like there's galaxies and fun stuff. And you would probably be examining it like that's not right. Those leggings no, are, no. aren't scientifically accurate. That's the weird part is a lot of them are. <laughs> and, and I'm like trying not to look, you know, like I'm yeah. not trying to like to stare <laughs> too hard. Weird. That's but true. But somehow... I mean, I, I think uh-huh. we should thank NASA. I mean, they yeah. you know, make all these great you know, technological advances. But I think 
legging technology, something, <laughs> something. I, I'm going to give them credit. Leggings are amazing and are about to enter into legging season. Not for you, of course, but for me. So I'm, I'm going to think about it. Well, you should. They're amazing. But I, the ones that grab me the most, like uh, they, they came up this like years ago, not too long ago, but these travel poster series. They kind of like have this oh, yeah. old style, like 1940s, mm. like national park kind of feel to them and they are like of the planets or of the moons yeah. it's like there's like an enceladus one i think yeah isn't there? that's one of my favorite ones is yeah. this you know travel to enceladus and so it's like for the future space travelers what it might be like if you're out there and uh you know enceladus is this oh, moon of saturn yeah. with geysers shooting off the side of it so as if you were like flying around saturn and going by enceladus that's what the poster's kind of showing yeah I mean, there's one of Europa, you know, delving into the ocean of Europa. That's the moon of Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just like... They're so pretty and Yeah, they're really artsy. And like there's one of the tour of the solar system showing like the Voyager spacecraft going out to the different planets. And uh, maybe my favorite one, though, is this one of Kepler-16b. So this is an exoplanet. (laughs) I know. This is totally geeky. So specific. Says the guy that doesn't have a NASA sticker on his car. Yeah, really. What about Kepler's 1 through 16a? (laughs) Well, 16b is a good one because it's clearly very special. Double star system with a planet on it. And it's showing like this this lone astronaut standing on the surface of this planet with the two suns casting his two shadows behind him. So you have two shadows on the it's really dramatic wow. i really like it so we'll, we'll have to post some of these in our yeah like, do you course, have that one is that up at the observatory we have some uh, of them up at the observatory that one i gave away educators. to a to a student because uh he was like this really uh, he participated oh. in our future galileo's program i just gave that poster to him because i thought he'd like it wow i know I'm, an I'm, astronomer of the people that's <laughs> dean regus everybody i try i try um and i i never really thought of you as somebody who was so into to art but really, these are, I mean, they're works of art. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. These posters. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and they're really fun looking. And yeah. Silly. And I, I can't wait to talk to our speaker here, to our, our guest today, because he designs these similar kind of posters for the national parks. And they're yes. so really, you know, they're in that same kind of style. So it's it's that uh, WPA style. It's like, you know, really cool travel poster series. Yeah. It's going to be great to talk to him. Because I also think that just as somebody who does... Art and astronomy is like your brain is like that's 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 crazy to just like use both sides of it. I know he's probably got the whole brain going. He <laughs> he's not using ten percent. No, no, he's using all of it. all of it. That's to, right. To not both. like us. Um, and one well, speaking of of Tyler, who we're having on, very exciting. He was the astronomer in residence, and that's through the national parks. And then I don't have a drum roll. Maybe Josh can come up with one because this. Year, the astronomer in residence is going to be Dean Regis, astronomer, art lover, <laughs> NASA logo enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. No, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm. Thank you for. I'm really excited. This is like, you know, I love the national parks, and I've been doing some volunteering with them and doing speaking out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is at the Grand Canyon, and uh, uh, they used tell. to have this. Uh, astronomer, I'm sorry, the uh, artist in residence program mm-hmm. where they'd have artists live uh, at the edge of the canyon, do painting, writing, music, all That's sorts nice. of stuff. And um, so I lived in one of those houses for uh, a week in the, one of the summers uh, just doing astronomy. And then the the ranger there said, you know, I want to make an astronomer in residence. So Ooh. you could come out here and do your astronomy 
living on the edge of the the Grand Canyon. I'm sorry, real quick. Edge, like how, where edge, like six feet, like a football field, like <laughs> to use, use American, like, you know, uh, what, how, 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 how are we talking? Less about? than a football field away from the edge mm-hmm. of the canyon. So yeah, I'm going to be living at this, this little uh, studio apartment above a, uh, a above oh. a gift shop um, with, I can walk out on the balcony and there's the canyon basically right there. This is going to be pretty awesome. So yeah. I can just like go down the steps, take the telescope outside, be right there. Right there at and the so, edge of the giant canyon. I love yeah. that. So I'm going to so be beautiful. doing my work there, sharing views of the sky with the telescope. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It was, you know, this kind of this national search. And uh, I applied thinking, I don't know if this is going to work out. Like, are there going to be a lot of people at the Grand Canyon in November and December? But apparently there are. And I think there would be because it's cooler and yeah. people have vacationed. They're trying, you know, they want to, and then everyone sees the Grand Canyon. Yes. You're exactly. going to see it every morning. Yes. Out your window. I just, I guess there's like, there's stuff there. I imagine there's like nothing around you and they have just plopped a little house. But no, that's kind of accurate. It's not. Yeah. There, so I'm close to the, what's called the Grand Canyon Village. So it'll oh, that's be cute. those like the El Tovar hotels nearby. Mm-hmm. And there's like a few other residences around there. So it's not that's like fun. it's the middle of nowhere. And, uh, I was like worried. And, a, and, there, and there is a laundry room somewhere. I have to figure <laughs> out where that is. But that's, that's important. And it's going to be key. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be very important. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, it should be really exciting. And we're doing some talks there. And then uh, climbing down, I'm going to be hiking down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So I've always wanted to do. Wow. Uh, and uh, so I'm going to go down to Phantom Ranch down at the very bottom at the Colorado River and do some programs there with a telescope. So and like stay down there or yes. every day you have to. Ha- OK. No, I've got. Yeah, because it's, uh, you know, it's a mile down. So it's. Uh, oh, my God. It's, I know. I'm a little scared. of. Uh, no. If you, anybody that I know that does this kind of thing, uh, you're the one that I think will probably be able to do it. Well, going down should be fine. It's the coming back up part that's... Uh, the... Yeah, I don't want to say anything about that, but I still think you'll be fine coming up. I mean, you're not going to go straight up, right? You're going to like yeah. you burrow maybe or something? No, uh, uh, You can take a mule. I was offered a mule oh, if I nice. wanted to, and I turned it down maybe mistakenly, but I, I heard that you feel different feelings at the botom after you ride a mule for a whole day. <laughs> and... You walk, you walk a little funny. You know, you walk like a cowboy in a <laughs> you western walk movie. Like you've been riding a mule. You walk like you've been riding a mule all day. Exactly. <laughs> that old saying, you so, know. Yeah. So apparently, that's how I'm going to be telling. You know, when I'm down there at Phantom Ranch, you could tell who rode a mule, who didn't ride a mule. <laughs> that's what I. So heard. you can ride it down and ride it back up. If I wanted to, but I turned but you're them gonna... both down. Maybe st- stubbornly or stupidly, but I figure I can I'm use my own two face. feet. <laughs> Or you could use a mule's four holes. Well, that's true. So you're gonna hike a mile down. You're gonna do some program. How long are you gonna be down in the uh, in the canyon? Probably three or four nights. I'm gonna stay there. So get to see some real stars down there, oh, yeah. and then come back up and do some more stuff at the at the edge. Well, I think you're. It's gonna be great. You're gonna have a great time. <laughs> Send me a postcard. Do not ask me to come visit you there. <laughs> I would love to see the Grand Canyon, but I would not probably hike down there. But I think again, if anybody that can do it, it's you. You're gonna. Ju- you don't need that old mule. You're, not, you're gonna be lapping the mule. You're gonna be like, hey right. mule, try to catch up with me. Exactly. I'm Dean Regis, astronomer <laughs> and hiker. Exactly. Have a telescope over shoulder <laughs> and I'm just walking around. <laughs> the right telescope. Are you gonna hike that down there? Nah, they they already have one down there. So did you like helicopter it? <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm pretending okay. like I'm gonna carry it, but it's already down there. They ha- they have one already down. You there. You can like get a picture of yourself holding it at the base when like like you're so tired. Yeah, like at the. <laughs> you no, know, that's a good idea. 
I could fake that picture. That's easy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't like, tell oh, anybody. Oh, I carried this all the way down. That's right. <laughs> like looking very like, yeah, yeah like, yeah. We could Photoshop a mule on my back. Oh, Maybe like you a... carried the mule. Yeah. This is really, you know, again, this this vision, we are, this is great. Yeah. So I'll be sure to uh, yeah uh, take lots of pictures. I'm yeah. probably going to be blogging, hopefully do some recording, and hopefully getting some audio of people uh, there and Ooh, how excited yeah. they are looking skies and maybe put this on a future podcast. Oh, my gosh. So exciting. Well, have a great time. That's going to be amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So we're very excited to welcome our special guest today, Tyler Nordgren. Tyler is a professional astronomer and artist who has become a champion for preserving the night sky. His Milky Way poster series is truly a great modern-day astronomical work of art. Tyler is also the first astronomer in residence at the Grand Canyon, and I can't wait to get some advice. So, Tyler, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. I can't wait to tell you all about my experiences at the canyon. Well, and so, I mean, you're a unique, uh, you know, you have unique job skills. You're a crossover astronomer slash artist. And, you know, the where I've kind of first heard about you and saw about you was your poster series. How did that get started, the, the night sky? You know, that was a, a complete fluke. I had done a sabbatical at the National Parks uh, back in 2014, in which I was writing a book about astronomy in the National Parks. And I, I was poor, didn't have a lot of money, and so I had to do all the illustrations. And one of them was this WPA, Works Progress Administration-inspired See the Milky Way, kind of a take on that See America campaign from the 1930s. And you know, you, when you're in the parks, you, you see those old WPA park posters everywhere. So I thought, ah, I'll connect parks to the night sky, and it's, it was just an illustration in the book. And when the book Stars Above, Earth Below came out, that one image was wildly popular with my park ranger friends. And they said, hey, can I use that for my, my evening program? And so I said, sure. And then I started getting requests from uh, park associations. Hey, can we, can we sell that? People have been asking about it. Can we sell that in the bookstore? Sure. And then, and then from there, different parks, different rangers wanted me to modify it to show their park, put an arch or a Joshua tree in. Oh. And then here we are 12 years later, and it's, it's everywhere. Wow, that's amazing. I love that you can kind of customize it, too, for the different, different re requests. Um, and tell us a little bit about your slogan on your website, Half the Park is After Dark. What, what's that about? You know, that was that was something that came to me when I was in Yosemite. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the fact that the, the national parks are the place that your average person from the U.S., from all over the world can come and see the Milky Way, it really is due to the fact that those parks preserve these dark, starry skies through their lack of development. And so one of the things I, I realized was, you know, here's a place where really half of the attraction is what happens after the sun goes down. And when I first started working with the national parks back in 2007, uh, you'd be out there at sunset and you'd be shoulder to shoulder with, with photographers. And the minute that sun went down, those photographers would go home. And I, I'm thinking, well, you, you've missed half the show out here. And so I, I'd be out at Delicate Arch all by myself, by the light of the stars. And that's where I, I came up with that slogan in order to try to get people to stay out there. Don't go home. Don't go turning on the TV back at the lodge. 
but stay out and see that other half of the national parks. Oh, I love that. That's very cool. And so we're recording this in October, but by the time this episode airs, Dean will be out at the Grand Canyon, um, hopefully experiencing some of those gorgeous skies. And he'll be in this astronomer in residence program. So, of course, he I'll, I'll just speak for him here, Tyler. He's he wants some <laughs> advice. I mean, he needs we got to make sure that he has the best time ever. So my big question, can he do you think he could make it to the bottom should he mule or hike is the big question. And I want to know what you did, but also what you recommend for Dino here. He's in he's in fine physical condition. So. I'm trying. I'm trying. So to, he's got options. Good to know. I, the, the first time I went out to Grand Canyon was, was um, boy, about 2001. I, I've been an astronomer at Lowell Observatory in Flagstaff. I was about to start my, my uh, professorship out in, in California. And so I thought, I've got to get down to the bottom. And so in January, I hiked down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon through the South Kaibab Trail. Wow. And I cannot recommend that highly enough. It is the greatest walk you will ever take in your life. Uh, every He's very step, excited. You see, and, and he should be because, I mean, every step is a step back in time as you go down that trail and you see the successively lower layers, ancient layers of rock around you. And I think if I if I was on a mule, I'd just be terrified I'd fall off. So Yeah, that's yeah. my thought too. Oh, that's so good to hear. Cause they're they're yeah, that's the route. I'm supposed to go down South oh. Kaibab and then go up Bright Angel. That was the plan. So There um, you go. And at you know, going right at dawn, going down the that trail, I hear it's just awesome. So it really, it really is. And and one of the things that I'll recommend if you can do it is when I would come back up, I'd leave before sunrise. Uh, in fact, I'd leave about an hour before sunrise so that I could set out on the trail by starlight overhead. And you get up uh, far enough up to the Tonto platform, so about a thousand feet when the sun would rise. And I swear, being surrounded by the canyon when that those first rays of sunlight shine over the rim, I, it is it, it is like being in a cathedral at dawn. So, highly oh. recommend it. Wow. This almost makes me want to go outside. Yeah, yeah. This is is, going to be amazing. We're talking to the right person here. Get your hiking boots on, Dean. And so down there in the canyon, the the Colorado River, is is there a lot of sky? Like I picture the canyon walls are so close in that you don't get a lot of sky, but then Mm -hmm. I've heard otherwise that, yeah, there's still plenty of stars to see down there. There, there definitely is. I mean, the, the, the width of the canyon changes uh, throughout. Where you are down there at Phantom Ranch, you're down in the, the inner gorge, the, the billion-year-old rock. And so it is, it is relatively narrow. But there are places that you can stand where you've got plenty of stars and sky overhead. That's why I've, I've given a number of programs there in the little amphitheater at Phantom Ranch at the bottom where we talk about the distance scale out into the universe to the most distant thing you can see with the naked eye, which is the Andromeda galaxy. And if you're there at the right time, it works out beautifully. So I've, I've even, I've even rafted the Canyon uh, with, with a telescope uh, as as an astronomy guide on a rafting trip. And we had plenty of stars to be seen from the bottom. Oh, rafting sounds fun. Oh, that would be cool. No, not when you see the river. You would not think it's oh, fun. I did go whitewater rafting once, but I'm guessing this is a little more intense. Yes, yes. Um, Could be. I mean, I don't know. It looks looks pretty scary to me. But. Just report back. Okay. Let me, let me All right. <laughs> so, so shifting gears a little bit, um, 
I, I love that you're an artist and an astronomer and, and kind of marry those two together. Are there any artists or, I guess, astronomers um, that inspire your work? You know, I was of that generation that Carl Sagan's Cosmos came out when I was in grade school. And I still remember running home from school to, to watch him on TV. I saved up my allowance and bought his book, which oh, is wow. sitting right next to me on my bookshelf. And I, I taught out of it when I was a university professor. So I I definitely absorb that message of um, outreach and education. In fact, I, I went to graduate school at Cornell where he was one of the professors when I was here. So, so that's, that's one of the things that led me to the national parks and, and working with the public is that idea of giving back. We need to, to share what we know with, with the public. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, that makes Love a lot that. of sense. I think Carl Sagan was kind of like a you know, he was an artist of words. I mean, that's for sure. He could he could paint that picture probably better than a lot of, probably better than anybody that mm. we've had. Yeah, right. I and and it's it's you know well okay. Uh, it's it's been a couple of decades since he passed away, but you know to today, uh, working with my students, uh, you know Bill Nye. Bill Nye is the 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 person that they grew up with. And so I, it's been my pleasure to work with the Planetary Society. I lead some eclipse expeditions and Aurora trips for the Planetary Society. And, you know, they're, they're continuing on. And well, in fact, Carl was, was one of the founders of the Planetary Society. So his, his work and message and, and astronomers, it, it still continues today. Well, it, uh, you brought up some eclipse trips and I, uh, I take it you're probably a pretty avid eclipse chaser. And I just happened to notice on your website that you'll be away soon. Is that right? Are you heading south? I have uh, about three and a half weeks at this point. Uh, but yeah, on November 22nd, I leave for Antarctica. And there is a total solar eclipse that's going to be passing over the continent. And it's going to be visible from amongst the ice flows. And so I will be a trip leader on a ship. A three-week ship expedition into the ice flows of the Weddell Sea, and so if if all goes well, uh, I'll be able to share totality amongst the ice flows. Oh, and I uh, I sense an, a new poster coming out of that too. Ooh. Yep, yep. In fact, there there there's on one on my website already. So I've I've been lucky at this point. Even though I may be a scientist, I am. Uh, Sensitive to the fact that the only total eclipses that I've been able to see successfully due to the weather were ones where I drew a poster of where I was going to be. So I, at this point, I do not take a chance. Before every eclipse, I create a poster of where I plan on seeing it. So we'll we'll see how that works out this time. Perfect. Oh, it's like a visualization yes. exercise or something. This is how it'll look like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to manifest it. That is awesome. But, you know, and, and, but, you know, tying it back into those Milky Way posters, I mean, for, for me, when I was a kid, I'd, I'd read through National Geographic or, or other magazines. I'd have all these great ideas of my imagination of where I wanted to travel and go and explore and see the world. And so for me, yeah, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that today and to be able to, to share the science of those places and what you can see with, with the public. So it, it's it's really a childhood dream come true. I get to go to the places mm -hmm. I want and share what I can with with folks while I'm there. 
Well, this has been great talking with you. I'm uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to climb down that uh, canyon. <laughs> you Antarctica. I'm ready to go like, to Antarctica too. I'll just go it anywhere. It's inspiring. I mean, but, yeah, it's it's, it's great. You're able to live out your dream and and uh, do this great work. Uh, thanks so much for talking with us today. It's a real pleasure, and I know you are going to have an amazing time out there, and what you're going to be able to see and share with with the public, uh, it, it really is going to be life changing. So, uh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, it means a lot. Well, uh, we've been talking with Tyler Nordgren, astronomer and artist. For more info about Tyler and his work, visit our website, wvxu.org slash looking up. So with all this talk of travel, boy, it just has me dreaming of far off lands and worlds. And so, I mean, we heard Tyler kind of given uh, you know, his inspiring travel stories and We've been talking about national parks. Is there any national park that you would like to go visit? What's on your list? Um, I think Yosemite would be interesting. Um, I also think, yeah, I want to see like the redwoods and stuff. Oh, yeah. Is that the same thing? They're close. I mean, they're all the same kind of area. You can do do them all in one trip. Just do them all in one day. Well, I'm incredibly efficient when I hike. Oh, no, no, no. Because remember, you got the half the parks after dark. You got to stay in the parks. Like, so I. Like, oh, I'm sorry, like, like camping? No. Okay, no, you could, like, yeah. So I need um, air conditioning so, and a remote control. So, so last year I went to Yosemite for the first time in a while. And, yeah. And so you could stay in a hotel, you could stay in a cabin, you could stay in this. A uh, glamorous camping situation that well, it really wasn't glamorous, but it was a tent that was heated. You go glamping. Yeah, the bathroom. You know, I knew you were going to say the glamping. bathroom was still down the down the down the trail, but uh, but staying in the park after dark is really cool. Like I could see to be that. able to stay there, and they have these bikes that you could like ride around uh, the 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 floor. I mean, it's all <laughs> flat down there, so you could like ride around to a. Sometimes waterfall. I'm reminded that you don't know me at all. <laughs> Oh man! Like you thought that was gonna get me to go the bike, man. What's the bike thing? It was fun riding a bike. It was, it was great. <laughs> yeah, it's like a throwback. I get it. I get it. We can have fun with a bike. I get it. And the redwoods—they are incredible. Yeah. That's for sure. And so nice. you know, reading kind of the stories of the wildfires that are out there oh, that yeah. are threatening some of them, and they had to like wrap up that one tree, General Sherman, with oh, foil yeah. to protect it. Oh, like no. I remember seeing General Sherman. It is like, man, it's incredible how big some of those trees are. So. uh that's a, I thought you were going to say Hawaii on that for, for the Hawaii volcanoes. That's a really amazing. I have actually been to Hawaii and I did go to a park. I don't know if it was a national park. My mom made me, made me hike down, back to this, like these falls. And uh, it was nice. Yeah. I mean, it was sweaty, but then it was nice. <laughs> but yeah. So no, I, but I do love Hawaii. It's gorgeous. But I was trying to get somewhere I hadn't been before. That's true. That's true. But, yeah. yeah. Yosemite is incredible. That's for sure. I mean, it's. I to get on out there. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, but I'll take a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they've they've got me out. You just have to get a little in advance. So yeah. Yeah. I'll get right on The that. glamping I did was, uh, it was good. It was, uh, you know. But no bathroom. Well, you had to walk out to the bathroom. And so I it was mean, like, yeah, they still had There was one. And it was heated, I think, and showers and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. It sounds very. Yeah, but very just nice. being there because most of the people leave like at sunset, just like Tyler said. It is like, yeah, they just like disappear somewhere. I don't know where they go, but uh, yeah, once you're there after sunset, it's like you got the place to yourself. It's really cool. So, 
So you're obviously a parks person. I had to struggle to think of one that I would. No, I'm kidding. Um, so you know, we talked about this a little bit, but like those amazing NASA posters, and of course, um, kind of you know, looking at Tyler's work too. But on those great NASA posters, which one of those you think is the most? I mean, you said Kepler. Is that the one that you would be like, I'll go there? No, I think that I would really want to go to a moon of Saturn. I think that would be the place to be able to be in yeah. a place like where you could watch the rings yeah. rise. Like the, this planet That'd with a good the rings just coming up over the horizon, so gigantic up yeah. in your sky. I think that's the best. And you could just be kind of like either one of the moons that are in the rings or just outside the rings to be kind of close by there, mm-hmm. watching how the rings are moving over the course of a day. That would be pretty stunning. So if uh, if there's yeah. a uh, if there's a heaven awaited for me, it's going to look <laughs> something like that. You know, like that's that's where I'm picturing that I, I'd like to go after in the next life. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That sounds great. Well, that's it for this episode of Looking Up. A big thanks to Tyler Nordegren for joining us. You can learn more about Tyler's work by visiting wvxu.org slash looking up. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find us there. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts, your rating and comments will help others find us. So thanks for helping out. And if you like what you hear, spread the word. We'd love to hear your ideas for guests or topics. Find us on Facebook or Twitter or email us at lookingup.com at wvxu.org. Our theme song and additional music is by Y, that's W-H-Y question mark, from their album Moline, courtesy of Joyful Noise Recordings and Terrorbird Media. Looking Up is a production of Cincinnati Public Radio. We're produced, recorded, and edited by Josh Elstro. Jim Nolan provides additional web assistance. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Anna Heeman. And I'm Dean Regas. Keep looking up.